0: Over 7 million different animals inhabit our planet. You know, While you're driving or listening to this, just think, okay, how big is a blue whale in your head, just for a second? Think, okay. What can they teach us? They
1: are the biggest animal to ever live, but they're also the loudest.
0: Yep, yep.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm, yep. and so they...
0: Many species are in crisis and need your help.
2: Join the movement at allcreaturespod.com.
0: Welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris
1: and I'm Angie.
0: Angie, I'm so excited today. Again. Like I'm excited every day thinking about this stuff, but I'm like giddy because I got to pick this one.
1: Yes. No. And I'm giddy for you, but then once I dived into the research, I found myself just mesmerized and unable to shut down my computer. And yeah. and this I probably have the longest notes. <laughs> that I've ever had for any of the species that we covered, which uh, makes right. sense. I have the longest and biggest notes that I've ever had because today we are covering... Is
0: the largest mammal in the world and the largest animal ever to ever, live in the world.
1: Ever. on ever, Earth Ever. Ever.
0: Yeah. The history. The history. Mm-hmm. The blue whale. Like, I just am so excited to cover these guys.
1: The blue whale, I think... I've known for a long time that it was the largest mm-hmm. mammal on Earth, but I didn't realize that it's the largest animal or mammal or thing that's yeah. ever been. I didn't realize that it was bigger than the brachiosaurus and some of these dinosaurs. Right. I, right. I, I, that was news to me. and it's. I I'm, thought,
0: yeah, I would have thought some underwater dinosaur might have been bigger. Exactly. But no, this, we have not found anything as big as a blue whale.
1: And the great news is it's still here. It's alive.
0: I know it's alive. <laughs> it's
1: alive. Yes, so yes, no, another cetacean.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. I, another cetacean.
1: Yeah, no, it's another station. You want to stay
0: tuned because this time, I actually interviewed an expert before we recorded our episode. So throughout, I'm gonna have some little snippets from Dr. Kim Getz down here in New Zealand who's doing blue whale research. Uh, her interview, yeah, it's a, it was a great interview. Her, we're going to release that in a couple of days. She gave so many insane insights on blue whales and, and marine conservation. So, uh, you know, stay tuned. I'll, I'll give you some more details towards the end of the pod about that for Thursday. But yeah, it's, it's really, really exciting. So, so Angie, the first thing about blue whales, they're baleen whales, right?
1: Yes, baleen. And that has to do yeah. with how they get their food.
0: Right, right. So they filter. They're like filter feeders, like the whale shark. Just these things are so. I mean, whale sharks are massive, but these things are are huge, huge. Yes. And then what's really cool about the manji is not only is this the largest animal in the world, but it eats some of the tiniest animals in the sea, the krill.
1: Right, some <laughs> little crustaceans that you yeah. and I would probably enjoy eating
0: yeah i mean it's like how in the heck do these things sustain themselves i know
1: but well they eat a lot they eat a lot a lot a lot Uh, we'll have some statistics in a little while about how much they eat to be as large as they are but chris uh how big are they
0: yeah so for the listeners i'm like you know while you're driving or listening to this just think okay how big is a blue whale in your head just for a second think okay if you don't know guess give you a second okay they're as long as a 10-story building, mm-hmm. so roughly 100 feet or up to 32 meters. Mm-hmm. Like That is two, two-and-a-half buses.
1: That is a Boeing 737, more or less. Yes. Which is a big big, a big airplane, big. not the little puddle jumpers big that airplane. I fly in all, all no. the time.
0: Yeah, no. And, you know, I mean, that's impressive, right? So that that, to me, is impressive. But what really got me was the weight. So, if somebody out there, if you could guess how many tons these guys weigh, it's insane. It's insane. I I'll, I'll give you a hint. 40 elephants worth of weight. So, wow. so that equates to 220 US tons or 440,000 pounds or 200,000 kilograms. Like insane. Insane.
1: It's it's incredible and and honestly, though, it's my understanding that these weights are really, really good guesstimates too. Because
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> what's the last time you had a blue yeah, whale on I and mean, What kind
1: of scale? <laughs> a lot of it's from when they were, you know, if one washed up, and then they would do piecemeal. And so there's, but if if mm-hmm. one had uh, washed up to shore, it's probably not its full weight because it's. Dehydrated yeah, yeah. or out in the sun, and so yeah. even if they measured parts of the body, uh, they're still right. probably underestimating it. <laughs> Which right,
0: is... right. I mean that's it's insane. It's insane. And so when I was looking at kind of the sizes and, and looking this up, I, I first wanted to see okay, how big's a krill? Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's about two inches or the size of a paperclip. Mm, wow. So here you have this this 220 ton Animal eating a bunch of little crustaceans that are the size of a paperclip. Uh, just crazy. It's crazy. So, in looking at the sizes too, before we, we jump into more of a, a, a bigger description of them, you know, I, I was like, okay, you know, they say the largest animal ever. So, what are some things that are comparable? One thing we talked about with the whale sharks was megalodon. Mm-hmm. Now, megalodon could probably take down a blue. I know they could, but megalodon was about 60 feet long. Okay. So still half the size, roughly a little bit over half the size of a blue whale. So then I'm like, okay, what about dinosaurs? You know, you go back to dinos. They think the biggest dinosaur ever was... Argentinosaurus. That is
1: right. See, okay. that's where I need my four-year-old because he knew that fact. I could o- I yeah. <laughs> I could, only quickly come up with Brachiosaurus, and I thought I was doing pretty good. I forgot about that the uh, yes. that one. Yeah. <laughs> Argentinosaurus, or however yes. you say
0: it. Uh, Xander's brilliant. Uh, our future paleontologist. So Argentinosaurus might be a little bit longer. They, they thought of about 37 meters or 122 feet, but that's from nose right, to tail. tail. So they had really long tails. Mm-hmm. Right, so the weight was nowhere no, near no, no. about half the weight of a blue whale, and really, so why do blue whales? How can they get so big? Well, they live in the ocean, so the buoyancy that allows them to to get that mass. Yeah, if you weight. think of
1: elephants, they have to stand on their four legs, and so there's a lot of pressure, mm. and land land mammals because of the weight are confined to how big they potentially can get, or the dinosaurs too. There was there was a max out where right. with a buoyant animal, and especially an animal that has access to large surpluses of food, such as a krill when they come into season, mm-hmm. and there's blooms of them, so just tons and tons of them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, all you can eat krill buffet or small crustacean buffet, right. they were able to get very big.
0: Right, right, right. Now, a little bit on, you know, everybody knows a blue whale. Okay, it's blue and it's a whale, right? So they can kind of do that. but well, when is they it actually surface, blue, yeah. though? Is yeah, that's no, a good blue? question. Yeah, they're really not. It just right. looks blue underwater, right? <laughs> sure, sure. So when they surface, their skin's more of a mottled gray. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. kind of...
1: <laughs> yeah, and the lower sides are are uh, a little bit w- uh, white in color, if you will. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then I, they said that they kind of turn yellow, uh, because of microorganisms, I was like, "Oh, do we need a bath?" But <laughs> they have those long, long, longitudinal folds from mm-hmm. you know, I guess the the nose all the way down to their tails. So those folds underneath, and so they they get some microorganisms in there.
1: We that all kind of got some microorganisms yellow. in our folds, Chris. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't want to know, bare- people. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my bare feet right now, being like, "Hmm, what's in?" <laughs> What's in the folds of these toes?
0: Oh God, I, Angie!
1: <laughs> I do. I live in Florida now. So it's the thing. It's called swamp feet. It happens. Oh it's real. man! It's real. Yeah.
0: <laughs> in New Zealand, nobody wears shoes. That's the one thing. It's hilarious. So I, there you
1: go. There's more micro. I saw that in the in the grocery stores, right? I, yeah. No shoes. <laughs> so silly. So. You guys definitely have more micro- toe microorganisms than we do here in swampy Florida. <laughs>
0: oh, God, I don't want to think about it. Oh, make someone throw up. Okay. Yeah, so they don't wear shoes around here. It's it's bizarre. Like, it was pouring raining the other day. It was colder. And this guy's in shorts and a t-shirt walking around down the street and bare feet. I'm just like, oh, New Zealand. I got to love you. Bless
1: his heart. I love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, New Zealand's awesome. So, so yeah. So now whales. I, Yeah, back to the blue whales and the microorganisms. So, what's really... You know, people, you know, they want to look at a picture, but they they have this really broad, flat head. It's really kind of bizarre. mm
1: -hmm, Well, and for me, too, uh, studying these pictures of these guys and videos of what's out there is Mm -hmm. I compared to other whales or what I picture. I've been Mm -hmm. blessed enough out out in Hawaii to watch the humpback migration Mm -hmm. and watch them breach. And Mm -hmm. I'm used to more of like a round body. The blue Mm -hmm. whale is actually very long and slender. Mm hmm, mm hmm. Compared yeah. to the other whales. It's, uh, it right. looks, there's all these amazing pictures, of course, which you, you guys know me, I get distracted, <laughs> easily yeah. distracted yeah. Uh, when I'm looking at animal pics and videos. But they, there's really neat pictures of them underwater. With like mm-hmm. a boat on top, a small boat to show you just the size difference. Right. And right. but they do they look like long torpedoes almost. I mean they're very they do, they're very yeah. they're very long very long, obviously, and uh-huh. slender.
0: Yeah, which would probably, you know, for energy conservation, you know, we get into the physiology of it all. You know, mm-hmm. so they're not these big they're just long. <laughs> they're huge. They're just huge.
1: Well, and speaking yeah. of their speaking of their size, do you know? Their heart, okay. Obviously, they're gonna have a uh-huh. large heart to pump blood through that large body.
0: Right, right. Can you
1: guess how much it weighs?
0: Oh, geez. Um, let me see. Uh, four or five hundred pounds. I don't
1: yeah, know. you're pretty darn good. About four hundred pounds, and it's the largest oh, known. Wow. Lo- yeah, yeah. Good job. Oh wow, well, okay. Star yeah. Chris. Good
0: yeah, job. I didn't even. I didn't even look that up.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so. Yeah. I mean, that's. 400 that's insane i mean that's just yeah. it's the largest of any known animal and
0: so this means you have to start calling me dr chris sorry <laughs> i'll so call good. You, dr chris <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah
1: that, that was a good- okay i've got one i've got one for you okay, okay. how about their flippers right their whales oh, so they have flippers how long <sighs> are
0: they? six feet uh that's how tall i am six five
1: Eh, I guess I have to keep calling you Chris. Uh, uh, but... Rongo Bongo, <laughs> I really? love it when Six my feet boss that's is pretty... wrong.
0: Yeah. Okay. Longer. What?
1: Yeah. You did price the right. Rules. So higher.
0: Nine higher. <laughs> nine
1: and a half to thirteen feet.
0: Wow! 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 To, wow! Or
1: or three to four meters for the
0: yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, that's but, crazy but though. Think, yeah. Like, look in
1: your look in your room.
0: I am. That, that's what I was doing. To yeah. Your
1: ceiling to your yeah. ceiling. And that is one of their flippers' lengths.
0: That's crazy because I mean, yeah, they're—it's <laughs> a tenth of the size of. Yeah, that's yeah, that's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. So their their head though, I mean, their head's pretty weird looking too. Like the way I was kind of describing it, and again, Angie and I are, are trying to do the best we can. Uh, you know, the mouth is like the top third of their head, and then the bottom portion's two thirds. And when we get to their feeding behavior, that's kind of important because they really enlarge that mouth and, and scoop, uh, when they feed. And then they have the, the flat flukes, you know, mm-hmm. where whale sharks, it's, it's up and down. These are flat and they're kind of triangular. So anyways, yeah, this blue whale. <laughs> That's actually modeled gray and super big. <laughs> there's your description, folks.
1: And very majestic. Very majestic. And yeah. oh. moving through the water or – and now there's all this – we'll talk more in a little bit. But there's all these mm-hmm. uh, drone footage of them. Oh, yeah, so yeah. You can get you can get – there's a- nice aerial shots if you look around Which on the internet. Which is
0: crazy. And I, I meant to ask that in my interview, but it was going so long anyways. I didn't get to it with Dr. Getz, But – Maybe when I do talk to her again, I'll ask her about using drones, but her blue whale research that she's doing, I can't imagine flying those things over water because I stink at flying my own drone that I have. <laughs>
1: I've never tried, <laughs> but I, oh, I would be good.
0: It, mine goes in like the trees. I'm lucky I, I find it. Uh, well, I couldn't imagine I doing would it. Be-
1: yeah, I would be even worse. Like me driving a car the first five to eight years was, was, yeah. not, was bad enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, when you come down here, you're not driving in New Zealand. <laughs> <Not> oh, <Lydia. laughs> gosh,
1: no, no. When I've been overseas, the road. Yeah, I've yeah. always let my friends do that
0: when I'm with them because yeah, uh, it's,
1: it's, it's safety first, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So blue whales live per- all over the world, again. They
1: do. Uh, I love to click on the interactive maps to show where the species live on the IUCN Webpage and this mm-hmm. one covered all the oceans.
0: Right. Yep. That Only is. places you don't find them is the Mediterranean, which mm-hmm. is interesting. You know, maybe they just don't go through uh, the you know Straits of Gibraltar to get in there, uh, so they they don't find them. They're there.
1: too darn big. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can't back up the bus, right?
1: Exactly. And then exactly.
0: this was curious too: is they don't really find them in the Arctic or the Bering Sea.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, mm-hmm. but we find them all over down here. You know, all over the Antarctic.
1: Well, so. that's why I got really excited for you. A lot of the uh, research that I was looking up is from Australia or yeah. some in New Zealand. And New Zealand, and yep. You can definitely do some sightseeing, so you'll have to put that on yes. your bucket list for sure.
0: For sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm going to try to get on Dr. Getz's boat. I'm I'm, I'm working the an the, the Angle there, so <laughs> I'm going to go Absolutely. out and help her tag whales. Yeah. All right. So the different uh, subspecies of blue whale. Mm -hmm. the the overall species name is Terra musculus. That's pretty easy. That was an easy one. Good job. And so the the four subspecies generally that are accepted, the the Antarctic or the true blue whale is what they they call (laughs) them.
1: I like that, true blue.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know, true blue whale. Maybe because they are kind of blue, I don't know. And then they have the pygmy blue whale. Now, when I first heard that, I was like, Dr. Getz was talking about that. I was like, are they small, you know, like the, the pygmy sperm whale? But Sure. No, they're not. Oh,
1: they're not? <laughs> yeah, they're not.
0: not. Oh. No, they can get up to no. 80 feet long. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's not what I was expecting. I didn't do a lot no. of research on the pygmy. My, I just yeah. assumed. See? No. That's what happens yeah. when you assume it makes a you-know-what yep. out of you and yeah, me.
0: You, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. No, and then so like Dr. Getz was talking about their range. They don't go as far south as the Antarctic blues, Mm. so they don't go down to Antarctica. They, But they're off the coast of New Zealand. So So why are they called
1: pygmy then? What?
0: They're just, they're not as big.
1: Gotcha. Okay, but they're not small. Small, no, no, Mm -hmm.
0: no. They're, They're pretty big. And then in the northern hemisphere, you have two subspecies. You have the North Atlantic and the North Pacific. So they kind of stay isolated in their parts of the world they really don't they don't cross the equator mm-hmm. uh probably because you know it just they're not there's not their food sources around there you know where the it's too warm
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you know the interesting it was like whale sharks i was thinking about this the land separates the the northern population and especially since they don't go near the sea ice and things like that at the north pole so that's kind of why they've they've done that and they've done that with genetics right so mm-hmm. kind of isolated them now, the conservation, again, very important. Blue whales are endangered. We'll get more of this later in the pod. But, yeah, they're, they've are they been decimated. It decimated.
1: Sure, yeah. With the, yeah, Chris, the blue whales were, all the subspecies were very abundant in the oceans mm-hmm. until the beginning of the 20th century. And right. then they were pretty much almost hunted to extinction by the whaling industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily, um, with a lot of international collaborations, efforts, scientists, researchers, uh, probably just whale enthusiasts in general, uh, in 1966, mm-hmm. so not too long ago, mm-hmm. probably closer to when you were born. Yeah, I, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs>
0: I'm moving on. Just yes. teasing.
1: Just just teasing it. Um, but no. So in 1966, the mm-hmm. International Whaling Commission made it illegal to hunt blue whales, mm-hmm. and there was some people in some areas that didn't necessarily comply primarily in the uh, in the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. but around nineteen seventy they started shaping up right uh, and so so by the time this whaling ban came into effect, mm-hmm. For instance, the Antarctic population had been reduced to only 360 individuals.
0: Yeah, Dr. Getz told Approximately. me. Approximately. Yeah, she said that mm. the Soviet whaling industry knocked them down to 1% of their total population. 1%. Wow. Oh, wow. my God. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's, yeah. And so the good news, spoiler alert, there is really good news that we'll be reporting today mm. is that populations are increasing. Right. They're a lot. I normally say decreasing, but they... Mm. Overall, in the past uh, forty, fifty years, they are increasing. Mm-hmm. It's just that they they are definitely nowhere near where they sustainable. were sustainable. Yeah. And, and yeah, and they're nowhere near where they were pre whaling to what right. they naturally would be without man decimating the population. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it's there's it, there's good news, and with the blue whale, I think. You can probably speak on behalf of the scientists you spoke to, but mm-hmm. I think cautiously optimistic. Yes, like if we do yes. certain things, if we do certain things right, will they'll be around for our great grandkids? If uh, we don't pay attention yeah. they, they're, they're to our oceans away. and our ocean yeah. health and our climate health, that they probably will go away. Right. So
0: yeah, and I, I don't want to give away too many spoilers on the interview. But, I mean, there's so much cool stuff that we talked about, so I won't. I no,
1: I haven't heard but, it yet. I'm like, I, I don't, yeah. I hate wishing away days, but I kind of yeah. wish it was Thursday.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> like it was really great. She's so brilliant. Just, you know, uh, it's funny. I was, uh, conservation crushes, you talk about <laughs> Leonardo. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting crushes. I mean, don't let my wife listen to this, but I'm getting crushes on these, uh, all these conservation experts. <laughs> like Allison, I was like, I was like, it's so heaven talking to her. Listen to her talk about rhinos. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't tell her, but I have like a huge crush on her now. <laughs> And now, Doctor well, Getz. Hopefully, she doesn't say, listen to I, she'll this. She'll never but... find
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> conservation crushes are totally healthy and okay.
2: normal. Chris. So,
1: at least so that's I what I tell myself.
0: Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Oh man! Oh, thank God Ashley doesn't listen to this. She's like listener. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I'm not going there.
1: John doesn't listen either, but it's only because he doesn't have time. I mean, he's, yeah, I he's a man. He'll yeah. he'll listen someday.
0: Somebody's got to make money, right? You and I just do this.
1: Yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so the the interview with Dr. Getz, I was just like, again, like Allison in heaven listening and talking to her. And so she was talking a lot about it, what made it really interesting, too, is we did kind of some broader issues with marine conservation and the health of the oceans, which is mm-hmm. just so scary, you know, especially with the plastics, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think I always ask myself, for my listeners' sake, why, why, why care? Why should the average person who maybe doesn't see a blue whale, or is not a scientist working on mm-hmm. the blue whale conservation, why should they care? And I, there's the obvious that there's the largest animal to ever mm-hmm. be on mm-hmm. Earth, and the size, which I was, I was really enamored with to the point where I spent probably an hour of my life that i'll never get back just trying to find locations where i could take the boys this summer to, to see, see it well to see <laughs> yeah. an intact skeleton or a replica so mm-hmm. i will i will save the listeners some time and just uh, if you are interested in potentially getting up close and personal for these size comparisons chris and i are are definitely not doing justice on right, over right. the air but uh, first and foremost, there's the American Museum of Natural History in New York. They have a fiberglass replica that you can walk okay. under and Okay, yep, do a- yep. Yes, yeah. so I've never yep. been to that museum. It's on the. It bucket It is
0: one of my favorite. It is one of my f- all-time favorite. I didn't know if it was a blue whale because it's been years since I've been. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I love it. They have Lucy you know, who's like really famous.
1: Oh, I really, yeah, yeah, I I really want to go. I might try to go this summer uh, when we visit family in in Boston and in the far, far West coast, there's a really nice uh, replica. or might, no, I think it might actually be the real deal in Mm. London in the museum of natural history. They have a new exhibit in 2017 that opened up and her name is hope is what they at least call the, call the skeleton. So I don't know when I'll, I don't know when I'll be going to London, but yeah. uh, also, in the States on the West Coast, the Santa Barbara Museum of Natural History has one, mm. and uh, uh, out of Santa Cruz, the Seymour Marine Discovery Center. So, your stomping grounds.
2: Mm. Right. So, right. yeah,
1: there's definitely some places, and I think, and there's more, I just couldn't find them all online. So, if any of the listeners know, if there's any place closer to Florida where I can go stand under a blue <laughs> whale with my yeah. boys, let me know. Uh, yeah. But so, yeah, I think, so the size, just the sheer size, and all these fun facts mm. that we're saying is if that's not reason enough to care about them, I think yeah. it's responsibility mm-hmm. about their intelligence and their curiosity. It's just drawn people to them. I, mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. and I are great examples of that, and the research scientists you interviewed. And so, yeah, but because of that, part of the, one of the bigger conservation issues is the ocean health mm-hmm. with uh, with the whales. And recently, I think just this past week, I'm not sure if you were, your news feed was bombarded with it, but mm. there was a sperm whale, so not a blue whale, mm-hmm. so smaller than yep. a blue whale, but a, a sperm whale had washed up onto a beach in Spain that had mm. 64 pounds
0: Ugh.
1: of plastic I've, waste in its stomach.
0: I know. Uh, maybe sick. So,
1: though. yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's it's just indicative of what's, going on with our oceans yeah. and I think that it's just it's a wake-up call and of course right. people that study the study whales and other marine life are aware of these problems and I think the public is yeah. starting to become more aware and and so I think that right. if anything we need to use them as a canary in the coal mine the sperm whale mm-hmm. for instance let's not let his life be in vain let's right let's work on this plastic stuff and and reducing plastic, and I'll have a little bit more in the podcast later if there's time for me to go into my no plastic or reduce plastic harangue. Right. Hopefully, I'll stick around. It with that. is. But, it is. It is. But,
0: it is. It's really important. But I, really, you know, really helpful.
1: But I do think, Chris, too, that uh, recently some big some big ballers in the game are starting to take notice. And people mm-hmm, are voting mm-hmm. with their dollars and people are becoming more vocal mm-hmm. and people don't want to see things like this happen to a sperm whale or any animal right. for that instance. Right. Um, and so, for instance, McDonald's is phasing out straws in the UK, in the United Kingdom.
0: Yeah, That's really good. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. They're
1: going back to – well, I should say that they're phasing out plastic straws. They are going to use mm-hmm. paper straws instead. And Mm -hmm. so I was so, I'm like, this is amazing. I'm going to, I don't usually go to McDonald's, but I'm going to, I'm going to go have a shamrock shake or something out of a paper straw. (laughs) I was super stoked about it. But then I kept reading and I found out that the United States has not taken that same plunge yet. Mm -hmm. So the McDonald's in the United States, if you're out there listening are people, I encourage the United States to to follow what the UK is trying to do. Uh, I think that that would be great. Uh, and then, and then, uh, for instance, too, uh, just last week, Starbucks announced a $10 million challenge for the creation of a fully compostable paper coffee cup. Because, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so they use a lot of paper, yeah. but they want, they're looking for a paper that has no plastic liner in it that can be completely mm-hmm. fully compostable. So shout out to them for doing that. So I think hopefully we're going to see more of that, Kind of thing in the future, uh, is, but in, in the interim, there's different things you can do, and I'm all anti straw. I carry a, a metal Mm -hmm. straw in my purse, and otherwise Mm -hmm. I just say no straw. And then the other thing you can do is there's, uh, on Facebook, there's this really cool group called the Last Plastic Straw and yeah, yeah, yeah check them out man uh they just have like a movement going and they're trying to remove plastic straws because they obviously end up in mm-hmm. the waste uh in our street in our waste and stream and oceans and beaches and you can take like a pledge to do that and there's no money involved there's no commitment involved right just check them out yeah the last plastic straw yeah. i went ahead and liked them on facebook and i and groups like that that in, in, encourage us to think outside of our box and challenge us to be better
0: yeah and i think a lot of it's just changing habits Mm -hmm. too, right? We just have habits and it's like, we really got to commit ourselves and, you know, make healthy habits and and for the environment and for ourselves too. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, last pod, we talked about reducing meat consumption Mm -hmm. and how that has an effect on the rainforest with all the cattle ranching. If you just start saying, okay, I need to eat less meat. You crave less of it, less of it. And now you're eating smaller portions of it with plastics it's like okay make an effort to reduce plastic consumption you start developing those habits and then pretty soon second nature like oh no thank you just trying to reduce my plastic you yeah, know yeah i
1: have a i had it. a thank little you. joke at the yeah. grocery store you guys can borrow from mm-hmm. me when they try to give me plastic if i for if of course we all forget our bags we're we're, we're human mm-hmm. i forget my bags probably one yeah. out of six times. And then when they offer me plastic, I always joke and I say, "Oh no, thanks. I'm trying to save a tree." And and yeah. they all <laughs> they all look at me kind of weird and then they <laughs> laugh because obviously yeah. Plastic doesn't come from trees and all of that, right, right, but right. it's just my kind of lighthearted, You know me; I'm a funny girl. Kind of way to mm-hmm. to, to lighten things up and show them that it, it's right. it's fun and it's funny and cool to be uh, to not use plastic or not use plastic bags. And so, right, um, right, right. Anyways, yeah, I. It's kind
0: of it's it's picking up it's picking up steam it's picking up steam. Yeah. All right, back to blue whales. Let's get back to blue whales. That, but it's so critical. The the plastics just like it's it's a constant theme that you and I are running across, mm-hmm. right? It's just constant, mm-hmm. constant. Anything we talk about the oceans is plastic and, and global warming.
1: Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast, and my name is Bruna. And you don't recognize me from anything yet. But it's not just conspiracies. There's a lot of cool mysteries that we will attempt to use science to explain, such as near-death experiences, what made the Vikings go berserk, and can I control my co-host with MKUltra? Wait, what? (laughs) Anyway, make sure to check out the Mischief Everything podcast everywhere where you find your podcasts.
0: So, the blue whales can live up to 110 years old. Now... How do they know that, Angie? They don't have a driver's license or something. What do you think? Oh. Oh. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know either. Rings of a tree? Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> okay. It is like that though. They actually determine the age of whales. Are you are you ready for this one? I'm so excited. Talking is about it, Nike nasty toes and is it, they determine it by earwax. What?
1: No <laughs> yes, way. I was waiting yes. for like rings on their belly yeah. or carbon dating.
0: No. Yeah, no, it is the earwax in the ear. As the animal ages, they have these earplugs to protect their inner ears, uh-huh. and it's layered. So it is almost like a tree ring. And I have this nasty picture of an earplug. It's not nasty. It's just... Uh, anyways, but it has like little grooves in it that they can count. Awesome. And so Let me see they, that picture. They're turn able turn to, the camera
1: around. Let yeah. me see that picture.
0: Can you see it?
1: Oh, <laughs> nasty and yeah. interesting you can see the grooves yeah. yeah you can
0: see the grooves it's making me want yeah, a q-tip so they, though
1: right now to be honest
0: yeah i know <laughs> anything with earwax like just gross but uh yeah form and function right you know so they were able to to find a blue whale with and count the rings like the what graduate student was
1: doing that they were like man i don't want to study <laughs> whale earwax and then they've Made, like, the coolest <laughs> discovery ever. <laughs> like-
0: yeah. Yeah. It was like that Titana bow story yeah, I, I talked yeah. about at the grad studio. It was like, uh. Um, so, on average, though, the blue whale lives about 80, 90 in the wild. And the what we covered in the, the other pod, the bowhead whales, they thought they can live up to 200. So, pretty yeah. crazy. Now, males are bulls. Females are cows. Babies are calves. A group is a pod. Mm-hmm. And, you know, very similar life cycle. Now, what's really, I know you and I are just like itching to get to this stuff, too, is their physical traits. Like just amazing physiology. Oh,
1: the physiology is, 101 on whales is incredible. Uh, I, I didn't yeah. even have time to read all of it because the adaptations to mm-hmm. you
2: know,
1: be a mammal in the ocean and able to eat lots of tiny crustaceans and dive deep that those facts alone are just nature's incredible. (laughs) It's just incredible. Yeah,
0: it is. It is. It is. It is. Biology is awesome. The, the blue whales in most whales and cetaceans, the internal organs are just like any other Mm -hmm. mammal. It's just, they don't have hips or legs, Right. right? So those have evolved away. The, the rostrum, just starting with the blue whale, has a unique one. It's, they actually is like U shaped and they have two separate blowholes. Mm-hmm. So you talked about how their hearts are being so big. Get, get this fact, Angie. You can hear their heartbeats from two miles away underwater.
1: Wow. Like,
0: what? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's insane.
1: insane. Like I to, could hear it or another yeah. animal, like me, Angie. You,
0: yeah. Yeah, I you want- could hear it from like, you know, if you, if you have your underwater acoustic awesome. thing, you know, listening. I want
1: to do that. Yeah. I want yeah. that.
0: I want yeah, that, I that, want that be-
1: experience.
0: So, you know, I, I want to blow your mind because one of the things I asked myself was how these animals can stay underwater for so long. First thing is their lungs are smaller compared to bo- us uh, body weight wise, which,
1: right. that, which doesn't is make bizarre. sense, really. Yeah. yeah.
0: So for humans, we're about seven percent body weight as lungs. For a blue whale, it's three mm-hmm. percent, which is not much compared to their size. Now, blue whales can stay underwater for twenty minutes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sperm whales can go ninety minutes to two hours.
1: Like that's insane. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like even when that's you insane. dive, you don't dive for more than an hour. You know, you have an hour's worth of air in your in your single tank. So that's just nuts. So I, how do they do this? Like, how can they survive at, at those depths and be well, able to Well, they must be breathe. taking a big
1: breath. Yeah. They must be taking a big breath when they do service. Right.
0: right. So without getting too much into physiology, it, it, you know, your muscles are working. Your organs are working. You need oxygen, right? Oxygen mm-hmm. for the cells. You know, we all know that from cell biology, not all, you know, people that study this stuff. So a couple of cool things that whales have that we don't. First, they have two times the amount of hemoglobin in their blood. And that's important because hemoglobin is what binds oxygen. So when we breathe, we absorb oxygen and our hemoglobin binds it and it carries it around the body and feeds our cells oxygen. Well, Mm -hmm. whales have two times the amount of that in their blood. Then there's a thing called myoglobin, which is a protein That binds oxygen in muscles because as your muscles work, they become oxygen starved. And that's why like when people like say when you go run. You know, or go up a flight of stairs, Angie, like five stairs. You're like, ah, <laughs> uh, you <laughs> you. ta- yeah. I was say,
1: you were be talking about yourself. I just, I just did a 5K this past weekend and I beat I know, all the 21 I know. year olds. I beat all That's the what, 21 year olds. Did it was you? awesome. Yeah. Now they weren't super in shape, but I'll, mm, I'll take a win when i I get know.
0: <laughs> I know. You're, you do kick butt on the uh, stairs. That's why I was saying. <laughs> like, I, you go run stairs at the stadium. I do. Um, I used- that could go up five steps, maybe six would make <laughs> me start breathing. But when you know, when anybody goes out and exercises, you you start <gasps> breathing because your body's starved for oxygen, right? So this was just recently discovered in the last five years. Whales have nonstick myoglobin, so those proteins are more efficient. They store more oxygen in their muscles. There's actually a lot, a big push, again, how whales can benefit humans for people, you know, looking at the molecular mechanisms of this. When you have accidents, people that you know have injuries, that there's less blood supply, maybe there's something they can give to make the uh, and save organs and things like that, mm, right? So there yeah. definitely has, yeah. It was really cool reading this.
1: Well, and when I was looking into some of their physiology for how they can hold their breath and how they can dive so mm-hmm. deep, we know certain things as you had mentioned about the hemoglobin, right. the myoglobin, and they actually uh, they have a larger lung capacity and the fact that us humans fill our lungs about 20% when we take a a
0: deep Mm -hmm. breath,
1: whereas Mm -hmm. a blue whale it's, they can fill their lungs up to 90%. So they can use more of it. mm -hmm, They can use more of it. But a lot of things what the research keeps coming back to is there's still so many things we don't know about Mm -hmm. how they have this adaptation. And as we learn more, or if we, If we are able to learn more about it, there's probably potentially some medical insights or other – yeah, just get benefits from them. So
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm.
1: because their ability to to dive deep was – I was also really impressed with that. And uh, just to uh, touch on a few parts of that, for those of you that are familiar with – Scuba diving, know that we can only go, as humans, mm-hmm. we can only go so deep. Well, otherwise, the pressure, the weight of the ocean, for lack of better terms, above us would crush us. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when you mm-hmm. come up after scuba diving, you have to come up slowly to release right. the pressure so you don't get the um, the buildup of nitrogen, which can cause issues such as the bends. And blue whales dive deep comparatively, so they go about right. 500 meters when they're feeding uh, during different dives. And so they have a lot of different adaptations to be able to accommodate the pressure and also to not get the bends. Mm Uh, so Mm -hmm. yeah, they have their lungs will flatten as they dive down, but their ribs don't break because their ribs are a lot more flexible Mm -hmm. than ours. I guess in humans, the pressure mm-hmm. would cause our ribs to break and yeah there's just some Ugh, i know right there's some really yeah. cool physiological adaptations that we can maybe put in the show notes
3: mm-hmm. so
1: you guys can be as Oh as, yeah like as i was reading about it, i'm just like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my that's so cool that's so cool that's so cool uh physiology is I, I, yeah.
0: yeah yeah there's so many things i mean it was like one of the things i learned too is when they surface they exhale first and then they Inhale. See, that's so great. Right. That's,
1: and then, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? What? What the what? Yeah. And then
0: (laughs) the, uh, I know I have it here somewhere. The blue whale, uh, you know, that that spray that comes out, so that that it goes up to 30 feet.
1: Whoa. That's
0: 33 stories. That's insane. But they exhale. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, just. I really want. I want. Let's get through nutrition quick because I really want to get to the well, behavior. Well, I don't know
1: how quick it's going to be to be honest with you because uh, <laughs> no. the well. Now we'll make it quick. We'll make it quick. But the the other really the one of the adaptations I was most fascinated with their nutrition is just how they feed. So uh, just to touch on the baleen, uh, which mm-hmm. is a terminology uh, for the filter feeding system, also the type of whale they are. Uh, inside mm. the mouth of blue whales um, because mm. it's just so fascinating and it's basically it's a filter like it's it sounds like uh, and mm. what it does is when they engulf a whole bunch of water with obviously their target prey so as they open their mouth very wide and engulf things such as krill or small fish sometimes even birds but mostly yeah. krill <laughs> or <Poor> birds uh, <laughs> a bird here and there uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the, uh, the baleen, this, the filter feeding system that hangs from the top is, I almost want to describe it as like a fingernail. Right. It's made of keratin. Yeah. Once again, we always talk about keratin, mm-hmm. uh, that hangs from their mouth in a plate like form. Mm-hmm. So it's not, in it, but it's not a tooth. It's almost like, uh, it's described as like a bristles. Right. Brush. Yeah. Yeah. Is a good, as, a, yeah. As, a, as a, as a nice way to describe it, that, As the fish passes through there and the whale closes its lower Mm -hmm. jaw, it squeezes – it uses its tongue to help spush spush the water out and the krill get trapped in this filter Mm. feeding system. But what I was fascinated by is the length of each one of these baleen or each one of these keratin, fingernail, bristle brush – things that Mm -hmm, hang from the mm -hmm. top of the blue whale's mouth is uh, in blue whales. There are each baleen piece of baleen is a hundred centimeters. Wow. Yeah. So a hundred centimeters are 40 inches in length. Yeah.
0: That's insane. And there's,
1: mm -hmm, and they're spaced about half
0: my body or more than half my body. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they're huge. And, uh, but then they're, and then they're spaced about a quarter inch or one centimeter apart. And so that mm helped. So, you know, that's, The, the little critters get trapped in there and some passes through. So just, Uh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. um, Kind of the, yeah,
0: they're, they're feeding. I, the one thing I read was like the pleated skin that we talked about underneath that allows them to Mm -hmm. like expand. So it's almost like it just enlarges this big scoop. I didn't realize how big the baleen was. That's nuts. I did find how much their tongue weighs. (laughs) Again, one of the, the factoids, (laughs) and I'll just give you, I'll go straight to the punchline. Their tongue weighs as much as an elephant. Like seriously, <laughs> that's
1: crazy. Yeah, I have a yeah like two point seven tons.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Their feeding behavior is insane. Like that, they can survive on krill, and then just to kind of tidy up uh, nutrition, that the adult blue whales can eat up to four tons of krill per day.
1: Yes, that is a lot—four tons, or I have about, <laughs> yeah. I have about yeah eight thousand pounds. Um, and.
2: Fun oh my fact, God. Chris,
1: for um for yeah. anybody that's ever watched their waistline to either gain weight or lose weight, I'm <laughs> always more on the losing side. Right. Uh, guess how many calories or kilocalories a day a blue mm. whale eats? Oh, God. you can't guess it. But just all right.
0: Just so plan. we need, you know, oh, yeah, We need. Let's see. I need about twenty-eight hundred or twenty-five hundred, roughly. Per day, I am way underneath a blue whale size. Uh, a million mega million calories. I don't Not know. Not
1: bad. Good job. Uh,
0: see, Dr. Chris, right. Dr. Chris is bad. Well, it
1: Dr. is, is the, it, the daily energy requirement of an adult blue whale is about 1.5 million kilocalories.
0: Ah, oh, that's insane. So, oh, God, that's yeah. insane. That's insane. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's the ocean's an amazing place. Sure. Right? Um, like and we're just at the
1: we're just at the the cusp of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's that's crazy. So I'm really itching to get to this Angie. I really want to talk about the sounds they make, I like whale song. Like I just everybody loves whale song music.
1: Oh yeah, I think I have it on, as an option on my noisemaker for nighttime. Right. right, the the whales. Right.
0: The- yeah, Ooh. for the kids, yeah. Ooh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't you ever sound like I, I was like Dory. say it's a little creepy. I I usually go with the rain or the traditional ocean yeah. sounds at nighttime. Um, yeah. with the whale songs, just a little background is the toothed whales or dolphins, like killer whales or bottlenose dolphins. They use mm-hmm. echolocation for hunting and navigating, and that's where they bounce mm-hmm. sound waves off of objects to help tell them where their food is, where their prey items are. And I think we discussed that a little bit more in detail, either in the uh, and then maybe right. even in whale shark. I'm not bats, but blue whales or humpback whales. They generally produce sound, uh, which is term songs that are used for mm-hmm. communicating. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different mechanisms than the echolocation, but it's, obviously amazing and we're just we're just starting to learn about it but just some of the some quick cliff notes on blue whales and their vocalizations or songs is that they are the biggest animal to ever live but they're also the loudest
0: yep yep
1: yeah Mm -hmm. and so they they sing at sunset they can babble in the evening they can be quiet or they can Basically shout to their buddies sixty miles away.
0: yeah, so let me just jump in real quick because please a little bit with Dr. Getz off New Zealand they mm-hmm. they were getting the Antarctic blues. They did not think they came up this far north that you know they stay down near Antarctica where all these krill blooms are, and so she's like, we were picking up these blue whale sounds because they are so loud from Antarctica. And so, you know, I'm not going to get too much into it. You got to listen to the interview to, to to kind of figure it out, you know, or listen to what she talks about. But yeah, I mean, talk about loud! Like they can so hear Chris, them from here.
1: They've been detected up to a thousand kilometers mm-hmm. away.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: that is just super impressive. Right. And and so just recently. They're uh, scientists at the Scripps Institution of Oceanography, your old stomping ground. Ah, La Jolla.
0: Yeah. That's that's where I grew up. Yeah, Yeah, Del Mar. Mm What, what? California. What, what? What, what? Chicago? Mm -hmm. No. Del Mar. What?
1: Yeah, no, it's beautiful beaches there. my uh, old mm-hmm. husky dog that I, I had adopted and rescued, he actually peed on a kid buried in the sand in one of the fancy <laughs> La, Jolla, La Jolla beaches. <laughs> so oh, bless, that's funny. Bless Sinatra's pumpkin heart. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the,
0: kid, yeah. The, the
1: kid was mostly buried in the sand. He <laughs> must
0: Thanks, smell Angie. Bad. Whatever. Thanks for visiting our beaches and letting your dog pee on kids.
1: <laughs> well, it wasn't it was a dog beach but it was like a dog and human beach so it probably okay. it's probably been separated Just oh i know what,
0: beach you, you I know what beach you were at you probably do yeah it was gorgeous it's called blacks it's called blacks beach okay it's off the. okay yeah that's it's the clothing optional one yeah i got it
1: oh no oh no 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 well i have got I me mean, um, the husky and i had lots lots of stuff on so but uh but no anyways so researchers collected more than 4500 recordings of blue whale sounds taken from the mm-hmm. underwater microphones from many wow. locations, like over a dozen locations over 14 years. And mm-hmm. they analyzed all of them and they basically have reported that the songs that blue whales make are really special and that mm-hmm. they are out of all the, out of all the whales that have been studied, except for maybe I think the humpback whale, they're some of the only ones that make actual songs not just not just notes they make right. they do patterns of four notes at a time that each lasting wow. two minutes hmm. and so it's a phenomenon that's like i said it really hasn't been seen in other populations and it was seen in the uh and actually the pygmies that you were right. uh, that you were talking about and they think that they think that it's mostly males and that they haven't really heard these four note songs and females, at least at this point, which makes some sense because males are probably doing it for breeding or territorial mm-hmm. reasons. And they just don't want to anthropomorphize too much as
3: right.
1: what exactly the songs mean or how, how right. it relates to uh, communication or culture. But they're definitely starting to unravel the mysteries just a little bit besides the fact that Mm-hmm. You know they've always known about the distance and that they, their, their vocalizations that are much lower decibel than than mm-hmm. what humans talk at, but yeah they have these low frequency sounds that make them almost like chatterboxes sometimes, and then, right, and, then right. and then they have these really beautiful songs that they've recently found too. Chris, here's an example of what a blue whale sounds like. Let me try a different one. Let me try this one. that last clip you can hear the different notes
0: angie those sounds it's like it's haunting and i want to take a swipe at the movie industry for using whale songs for like scary stuff because i think they're ingrained but it is beautiful at the same time it's
1: interesting so i know for me i don't get scary i get like beautiful just mysterious i'm a water sign though Mm -hmm. i'm an ocean lake lake michigan girl Mm -hmm. so i just i like want to I want to be that four legged animal that dives in the right. ocean and can just evolve to be right. part of the ocean. Right. 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 So for me, it's not, it's just pure beauty. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, really amazing.
1: But there's still so many mysteries to unravel mm-hmm. with the, uh, with the blue whales. And of course there's simple facts that we know that they can reach speeds of up to 50 kilometers per hour in short bursts if they're wow. interacting with other yeah. whales, but they typically cruise around 20 kilometers or, um, even maybe even a little slower than that sometimes.
0: Uh, what's interesting about the speed is talking to to Dr. Getz. She was saying the reason blue whales weren't like ever hunted before be, before modern boats was because they were too fast. They couldn't catch them. Mm-hmm. The old sailing boats they yeah. couldn't catch them. Yeah.
1: No, they had to they came they started being hunted a little like you said after they got more modern boats and more modern harpoons mm-hmm. because of their size and their speed and their power mm-hmm. uh but of course, man ended up dominating and then almost wiping them out yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yes. they
1: they but but yeah no no they 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 so they' they're not fast, but they're they you know they have a pretty decent cruising clip mm-hmm. and they can go fast, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a boat after them or something uh and yeah we know we know that there's social structures that they're. More commonly alone, uh, solitary, except for when breeding or mm-hmm. um, a mother and a calf, and they have been seen congregating in certain areas, mm-hmm. probably where there is a krill or a feeding bloom.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but they don't—they don't form really close knit uh, family groups, which is often seen in some other of the baleen species. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but one of my favorite things that I learned about their behavior, because once again, there's not a ton known. Mm-hmm. So one of the fun terms I learned when uh, studying whale behavior, the little bit that was out there about blue whales is that they do a behavior or most whales do a behavior called spy hopping. Mm-hmm. And this is because they have pretty good sight above land. Mm-hmm. And so what spy hopping is, is that they'll, It's a maneuver where they, uh, rise their eyes above water to investigate what's going on. on Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: And, and then they'll, from there, then they'll drop back down So into the water. So I just thought that was kind of a funny, I I find myself spy hopping at my boyfriend sometimes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, John doesn't listen, so go ahead. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Uh, no, it's so funny, but so I just thought this that is, that just gave me a, so a Angie. Vi- this a very, is the new, a very cool visual.
0: This is our new podcast. It's confession time, so we'll just have a <laughs> confession radio. So, like, get the deep voice late at night, Angie. You're okay. I already know you go to Black Speech in La Jolla. So yes,
1: I did. I told you about my one of one of the sins of my Sinatra husky dog. There's many more. Stick with this podcast, and you will hear lots of funny stories about that dog. That yeah, speaking of that, naughty.
0: so next was talking about repro. I'm thinking, how big are these guys? Well, I <laughs> vampire like your, squid.
1: I, li- I was gonna say, I like that your mind goes instantly to the cutter, Chris. Hey,
0: thank it's, you. It's what thank we you. talk about. Uh, and you better
1: believe that my mind's right there with you. I have it documented right here. That uh, yes, the, I knew it. Just to just to, just to sum things up really quick for repro, mm-hmm. uh, the. Blue whale has the largest penis of any living organism.
0: And <laughs> how big? Oh, how God. Big? Seven um, feet? I don't know. Five uh, feet? Two hey, feet? Wow. Know.
1: Dr. Chris, you are on top of your A game today with uh, all of your whale facts. It is. Yeah. It's about, um, it averages in length, um, it's from eight to ten feet. Or 2.4 to 3
0: meters. <laughs> Stay away but, from that thing.
1: How? But Chris, what really fascinated me about uh, the blue, uh, the male and his uh, private parts is that length, yes, fine, of course, yeah. size is impressive, if you will. Uh,
0: well, yeah, I mean, they're so I big. And it makes sense,
1: yeah. right? Um, but yeah. the other thing that's really cool about form and function is that because... Blue whales are mammals, and mm-hmm. so they have, they're they placenta mammals, and they give live birth, and they have to. Mm-hmm. the male has to inseminate the female internally uh, mm-hmm. when she's ovulating, which we don't know a lot about any of that stuff, so I can't get into mm-hmm. that. But because they're in the ocean, and they're these big, large animals, and the male with his tiny little well, – he actually has long flippers, but he can't
0: yes. hold
1: on to her where uh, in a lot of mammal species, right. the male will – Physically, when they copulate. Yeah. When they copulate the male physically encourage the female to stay put. And yeah. he can't do that. So instead, nature has given the blue whale and probably most citizens the ability to have a very flexible and almost prehensile like tail that mm-hmm. can basically taper and and find its way towards the vaginal opening. And they can mm-hmm. also they can also sustain a lot of torque and sweeping movements and the female perhaps moving. And so it's a very, right. uh, it's not your average penis, pardon the pun. And, yeah, yeah. and, and which is what, it, when you're doing that kind of, when, when you're breeding in, in the open ocean uh, with all the elements and not able to hold on to your female, it's important to have a, a very strong a, and or flexible and agile penis. <laughs> Wiener. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So bless, yeah. bless, bless, I mean, bless we- his heart.
0: I mean, we do study repro, so I mean, it's 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 funny, you know, that usually we don't get giggly about this stuff, but thinking about a ten foot long wiener is insane. Mm-hmm. It's just, and, that,
1: but this is what blows my mind. This is all presumption. No one has ever observed mating or breeding grounds and recorded the uh, behavior in the blue blue whales that I could find. Now, right. uh, maybe your specialist might know more, and I would love to be. I love. Yeah. I don't love to be wrong, but if there's ever any facts here listeners out there please correct me. Yeah. Uh, we do we do make mistakes here and there, but as far as I know it hasn't been recorded and so uh I think that there's still a lot that we don't know. He might even have oh, yeah. he might even have more tricks up his sleeve, <laughs> if you will. Um, but we do know that mating is in late autumn and continues yeah. to the end of winter of the end of winter uh depending on the different regions where you live and sometimes um a second male May try to displace the first male from uh, the breeding female where they're, they do know that the, at that point the males will like race each other and mm-hmm. get really high speeds. It might even co- blue whales don 't typically breach the way right. breaching means where a whale will jump, jump out of the water and, and then, like, make large large splashes it 's a way to communicate and blue whales don 't typically do that, but sometimes when they 're competing with other males for breeding rights of a female they they will do that and mm. Regarding the female, Chris, it's important to note that she does not reach sexual maturity until she's five to 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And her gestation period when she is pregnant is uh, 10 to 12 months. Yeah. So yeah. I guess for her size, I thought that maybe it would need to be longer, uh, yeah. but it's really not. However, what she, even though her gestation period maybe isn't as long as, say, the African elephant or whatnot, right. uh, she produces a big old baby. Do you want yeah, to, I imagine. Do you want to take a stab, a, a quick guess at how big a newborn blue whale calf is?
0: Uh, Three hundred pounds, which is huge. No, I mean, if a baby horse is 100 pounds or 80 pounds,
1: mm-hmm. 400
0: pounds, 500 pounds, May- oh, no, it's still big.
1: No, not even close. Uh-huh. So,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> it Okay, means- no, uh, back to Chris.
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. back to Chris. No, no, Dr. Chris today, or Dr. Mortensen. Uh No, well, it is going to weigh about two and a half tons or the, about the size of- Holy
0: crap.
1: <laughs> Just to put in a visual for you, that's a full-grown hippopotamus.
0: <laughs> two and a half tons? Oh, God.
1: yeah. Can you, oh,
0: ladies,
1: Can you imagine that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh my God, that's, I I that's huge. Big, I
1: thought I had some big babies, right? Aye, aye, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're also, oh, wow. and, they, and then with that being said, they're seven to eight meters long.
0: Oh wow, wow. So they're so, big, I mean, just, yeah. They're big.
1: Yeah, it's, they're huge. Uh, they're. Yeah. Um, but interestingly enough, oh, this is a fun one too. Uh. A blue whale calf drinks about. 100 to 150 U.S. gallons of milk a day.
0: Wow! Yeah, I imagine uh, as big as they are, yeah.
1: mm -hmm, Or liters. That's about 380 to 570 liters a day. Mm. And, but interestingly enough, too, I always uh, there. I think we talked about a little bit in in our um, river dolphin section, but uh, an ocean mammal lactating is an interesting phenomenon because they don't really have. External teats, mm-hmm, the way that mm-hmm. a normal mammal does. They pretty much just have, they've evolved over time to have what are known as mammary slits, mm. which slits isn't really doing it justice because in a whale, this slit is like 1.5 meters long.
0: Wow, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so huge.
1: It's, it's long. Yeah. But, and researchers are still a little unsure about how the calf gets the milk. They might curl their tongue.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, around an, an internal teat to release the milk, or they might have specialized muscles that actually make the mammary glands contract and squeeze the milk in the mouth. That's
0: crazy. Yeah. They don't,
1: they don't know. We really yeah, don't. That's it's just crazy. Phenom- yeah. We don't know. And, uh, but what they, regarding blue ale's, they do know that a calf is weaned only after about six months. Mm-hmm. By that time it's doubled in length, uh, but considering the size of the animal. And when we look at other land mammals, that's a pretty quick weaning time
2: mm-hmm.
1: comparatively to other animals, but probably that has to do with the milk. It's tough for the animal to get and that they would do better on actual nutrients from the ocean. Or, I mean, honestly, researchers don't know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, But after six yeah. months, the calf will swim off and it's, Learned everything it needs to know, and it's away from its mom forever. Yeah, but it's important, too, to note that as we move into the conservation of the blue whale, that their generation interval is about 31 years. So What? What? Yes. They
0: how often do they have calves? Wow. So they
1: only have calves every two to three years, we think. Yeah. They think. Yeah. Uh, and so so generation. Because, mm-hmm, because it is take, longer take, than us. Yeah. Mm-hmm, they take a long time to mature, and then probably, mm-hmm. and then of course locating a male and
0: and right. then, oh wow, yeah. So it's
1: that's where that's why this decimation of the whaling industry that it was halted in around 1966 mm-hmm. or early 70s, depending on different countries. Mm-hmm. I mean that uh, that was what 40 50 40 some 50 years ago and so there has not yeah. there's the generation they can't it takes a long time for them long
0: time. to
1: recover and yeah. we know that they yeah. are slowly starting to recover thank goodness which yeah. is the great news but it it does take a it it takes a while yeah.
0: so and their population is only three to eleven percent of what it was in nineteen eleven. I you know, that was the IUCN estimates.
1: Yeah, right. And so just other numbers are that mm-hmm. the IUCN estimates that there's probably about ten thousand to twenty five thousand blue whales today mm-hmm. total. Uh, in the whole world. In the whole world. That that's in the whole world. In the whole all the oceans of all the world. Yes. And yes. but of course that's a best guesstimate because it's sometimes hard to track these populations, so it could be less. And Mm -hmm. so the IUCN Mm -hmm. declares them as endangered, but with potentially populations increasing, but once again, not to pre-whaling numbers and the populations that are left, these 10,000 to 25,000 blue whales are severely fragmented and Mm -hmm. often sometimes maybe can't find a mate or have other issues finding food. Uh, the largest known concentration of blue whales is 2,800 individuals in the Northeast Pacific population,
0: okay, and those are the okay. ones
1: that are commonly seen in California.
0: Right. I think it's the the Soviet whaling, whalers came down down here in the Antarctic, and the the Japanese. And again, a little bit into Thursday, we talk about this. There there has been some illegal harvesting of blue whales that happened. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, looking at conservation. So he, oceans in crisis. Here we are again, uh, you know, a lot of threats to, to blue whales. One of the biggest ones that talking to Dr. Getz is she was talking about how humans are starting to exploit all the regions around the Antarctic, And that is a mm-hmm. major concern where humans haven't normally been. Now we're there. So you're talking about right. oil and gas exploration. It's been in the news here in New Zealand. She was talking about,
1: I was reading about noise pollution,
0: noise pollution. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they were doing, there's a big thing here with Greenpeace, but you know, we have New Zealand's just banned oil exploration for a while or, or put a halt to it until we mm-hmm. have more research because they do a lot of this underwater sonic booms looking for oil. Right. Yeah. As, does the, mili-
1: as does the military.
0: Military. Yep. Yeah, that too. The one of the big concerns is this ocean conveyor belt mm-hmm. and it's starting to weaken. It's it's scientists are are really, 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 really concerned about it, that if it shuts down, it's game over. It's game over for us and probably many other animals. It just will wipe out a lot of life on Earth. It is so critical to the health of the planet. So what's driving that is climate change. I I was prepared today to really hammer hard climate change. In the interest of time, I won't. But there should be no debate. It's human-caused. This isn't natural, what's going on. This isn't a natural warming trend. It's never in the history of the planet have we seen carbon, you know, in the last 50 million years. How about that? You know, since the last mass extinction. And so my conservation tip today is how can we live a carbon-neutral life? I know Angie really hit hard on the plastics. I just was like, okay, what's something new? I think is the first thing we can do is education Sure. and shut down, shut down climate change deniers. Telling you, I, 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 100% from the bottom of my heart, I'm a scientist. I don't study climate, no, but I've looked at some studies and the consensus. And when you reach a consensus in science, that it's, is a real thing.
1: It is a real thing.
0: Yeah. And when 90% of climate scientists reach a consensus and says, this is human caused, this is not natural, this is a problem. The worlds take notice, except some politicians. Well, Chris, you know,
1: and what what always fascinates me about the climate change denial is what's what's it to, to deny if if client mm-hmm. scientists climate scientists are right, we have everything to lose. If mm-hmm. they're wrong, what do we have? What what harm does it do us to be more carbon? Be neutral? more efficient. Like that doesn't do. Yeah. Like we don't have. We don't have anything to lose if we try. If we don't right. try, we have everything to lose. And that's – I guess I just don't – even if you, for whatever reason, are climate change denier or something. or
3: mm-hmm.
1: I, I mean, mm-hmm. why would you – like, what harm is it to, 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 to work on renewable
0: to resources try. and yeah. energy?
1: And yeah. I, I, don't, I just – Preserve habitat. I just don't understand it. I mean, I, yeah. I'm, interestingly enough, I'm sure once the automobile came around, people – in the horse and carriage industry were probably pretty bummed and like, Oh man, I'm yeah, not... and upset. yeah. They're yeah. like, Oh man. And, and, and they were, but somehow they survived. They decided to, yeah. I don't know, go into a different, in... innovate, uh... go into a different industry. Maybe they joined the car automobile industry. Uh, maybe they went to the racehorse industry. I don't know, but yeah. I don't, you know, uh, the coal and the oil and all these, uh, all these incomes that people are so worried about losing. Mm-hmm. It's like evolve to something cleaner and better.
0: Yes. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I know. And it, if they
1: won't do it then it's up to the public, the global, the international public. Yeah. The world we share It's one world uh to yes. to make them listen, to vote with your dollar. And yes. so yeah. I don't know. But yes, you you're right. It's, we could go yeah, on you and I could go on for days and maybe someday we yeah, I on, know. you and right. I could do a morning coffee session and just and wrap yeah. and then we can put it on Patreon yeah. if listeners want to, yeah.
0: <laughs> if they want to hear us, us go yeah.
1: crazy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and even thinking about it is like, we should get a climate scientist or sure. expert and try to research them because it has such an impact on nature. Right. It's yeah, it's really scary. This stuff is really, really scary. There should be no debate outside of the U S there generally isn't a debate. It's just within the U S and financial interests has made it a debate. But looking at this real quick, so my carbon footprint, uh, for most people, 50% of your carbon footprint is produced at your home and the other is outside and you, of your work. Correct me what if you're, you're wrong, doing. you
1: found a website to help you with your numbers.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I, I'm going to do this as fast as I can. I'm going to put the links on the show notes. I encourage everybody to go and calculate your carbon footprint. This blew me away. And I did it for kind of for my family. So some of the things like the driving, I took on all the carbon for my wife and my two kids. But, you know, my my total household for me was about 0.01 metric tons of carbon a year, which wasn't that bad. This blew me away. I have a hybrid. Mm -hmm. You have a hybrid car. My total car is 2.16 metric tons of carbon a year. I was like, even with a hybrid, I don't even want to know what my old Dodge truck was. Like, even when I was telling Ashley about this, she's like, you're not getting a truck. Because I'm thinking about getting a truck. After doing this, I'm not. But see, even that's a step in the right direction,
1: Chris. Like, I love that you went to this website and did this. uh, I can't wait. Please put it on the show notes because I want to do it uh, ASAP.
0: (laughs) To fly from San Francisco to New Zealand, it was .77 metric tons of carbon. So what you're
1: telling me, Chris, is you need Uh... need to plant some trees. (laughs) Ashley, if you're listening for Father's Day out there, go get your husband lots of trees. No, but... (laughs) I know, so but in, overall, all, in all serious, in overall, all, all jokes aside, though, in all seriousness, uh, yeah. I, I I usually do give John a tree. Uh, we plant a tree uh, with the boys yeah. for Father's that's Day. Good, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. what well, do you want to do you want to know how many trees I need to plant? So my carbon output, and that's taken on again three other human beings. You know, the the car, the food, all that stuff. So it came out to seventeen metric mm-hmm. tons for me. Now, if I div- divvy that up, I'm probably the average, okay. like seven or eight, you know, if I get signed some to my sons and signed some to Ashley. But the average for New Zealand is 7.65 metric tons. The average for the world is four oh, metric wow. tons per okay. year. So one tree, one tree generally offsets 48 pounds of carbon per year. So for my carbon imprint, I need 900 trees.
2: Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, now just real quick. We're losing 55,600 trees a minute. So that's 2.7 million tons of carbon sink lost every minute. So I was going to have you run some stats and come back to us. You know, that we have 250 births. a. <laughs> I, I looked this stuff up. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it I made love me do-
1: numbers. Oh, yeah. But so not, we have, maybe not in this instant.
0: In the world, I just think this is cool facts. We have 250 b- births a minute. 100 people die every minute. So we gain 150 people per minute Mm -hmm. on earth. So that's 600 tons of carbon gained every minute. And we're losing 2.7 million tons of carbon sink every minute. So I just was like, holy smokes, Uh, I'm going to keep this up. I'm going to, again, trying to lead a carbon neutral life. I think that's all of our goals and we just need to work towards it. But you know, what are some of the, we're we're going long. I'm sorry, folks. This is just such an (laughs) incredible episode, incredible animal. And you know, you can, message us if it's too long, but you know, what are some of the organizations? Because these ones, I was just like, again, talking to Dr. Get here uh, Mm -hmm. in New Zealand was amazing.
1: Right. Well, and I think that there is a lot of good being done and I think you're an example of, of doing that with looking into your carbon footprint. And I, and I want to applaud you for doing that. And, uh, and these, each little thing we do every day to change our behavior is a step in the Mm -hmm. right direction. And maybe one tree is not enough, but maybe two are, maybe three are. Maybe if everybody did that. And so I think that, no, it's so complex of an issue, we can't change it all right away, but we can all help. And regarding blue whale conservation, there's a lot of great things being done. And so my Mm -hmm. first organization of the week is called the Blue Whale Study. And you can find them on Facebook or at bluewhalestudy.org. And Chris, these are your neighbors. Uh, this is Australia's longest running blue whale research program.
0: Yeah, we love the Aussies. I
1: know, they do such great stuff. Yeah, and so they're, yeah. they're still trying to unravel some of the mysteries of the blue whale. And they basically are committed to the field of natural science. And they do a lot of research on the endangered blue whales. At, and they work towards studying their movements and migrations so mm-hmm. we can learn more mm-hmm. about that behavior. Uh, their habitats, what, ki- what kind of healthy habitat they need to live in in order to do all of their behaviors and to be successful, reproductively speaking. And then, mm-hmm. of course, their feeding behavior. How much food do they have? Where are these krill blooms? Uh, they want to... With all their research, they always like to disseminate their research through scientific publications and conferences, mm-hmm. which you and I are big fans of. We love science.
2: Right. yep. And of course, science they work locally
1: in the community too. They do a lot in just local schools. Getting, yeah, mm-hmm. it all starts with the youth. The, hey kids, you guys are going to be the, those are the kids that are going to save the world. Uh, you and I can try, but it's the younger generation that matters. Yeah. And so yep. the Blue yeah. Whale study really Hits home and does a lot of local grassroots stuff, which I, I think mm-hmm. is really amazing. And they also mm-hmm. have something called the Blue News, which is their mm. yeah, it's their newsletter, so they can keep you updated on what kind of research they have in, have going on, how you can get involved. So
0: I think it's a thumbs up. If I got to subscribe to I that. Know. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I I would love to get one of their scientists on here too. I think it'd be fun to talk with them. So mm-hmm. kudos to Blue Whale Study. Check them out. And then regarding just uh, citizens in general, there's, of mm. course, a lot of different groups. But what I wanted to focus in on this week, um, a group I've been tracking for a while, actually since we uh, did dolphins a little bit ago. But this is the American Citizen Society. And they're on Facebook, mm. but they can also be found at www.acsandcatssandsamonline.org. So that's www.acsonline.org. So the mission of the American Citizen Society is to protect citizens, so whales, dolphins, and porpoises, and their habitats. And they do this through public education, uh, research grants, and, of course, conservation actions. And what I really liked about their website is it's very interactive, tons and tons of information about whale behavior projects, sustainable foods Mm -hmm. that you can Eat to help endorse a healthy ocean and um, harvesting seafood from the ocean in a healthy, sustainable manner, which I think is really key. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have whale watching naturalist programs that you can learn about. Yeah. Yeah. And we're at, you and I are definitely natural born educators. So all you teachers Mm -hmm, out there mm -hmm. listening or kids that are in school, they have curriculum for teachers that help students learn more about Whales and, and dolphins and other citizens, and how to protect them. Uh, they mm-hmm. have, they go to conferences and they have a newsletter as well. Um, so, right. yeah. And, and then, too, if you're really extra into uh, whales and dolphins, you can go out on an expedition with them, helping scientists track Ooh. their behavior. Yeah. And Ooh. so, yeah. Uh, and once again, a shout out to California, Chris. These guys, the American Citizen Society, yep. they're out of San Pedro california
0: okay hey that's where my so my my uncles were tuna fishermen oh, okay yeah
1: ago, and this so mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah san pedro Yo, what, yeah, what what, what, what? Yeah. it's just, yeah it's all of it us is, today yeah. and, and yeah. so my mom was let like, grew yeah, up yeah and
1: so and these guys are committed to sound yeah. science so uh they yeah. obviously believe in climate change and are trying to work yeah. on uh yeah. and helping that situation out and so yeah i i think that they're they have a lot of awesome stuff on their website for the for somebody who wants to help yeah. citizens and and they don't really know where to get started or if they want to learn about them.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and uh, the Queen Mary's in San mm-hmm, Pedro mm-hmm. docked there. So, anyways, grew, grew up uh, my See, old. I, it
1: was it was a really for me yeah, with the whales. Yeah. It was definitely yeah, yeah. California, kind of New yeah. Zealand, Australia. Yeah, you guys are doing really yeah, doing really great stuff, yeah. and so and then my last. Yeah. Not conservation group, but my last um, shout-out, since I focus a lot today on plastic, I always want to give people solutions. I'm a big – I know there's tons of problems out there, but I want to give people solutions to the problem. And so there's a group out there called the Plastic Pollution Coalition. They can be found on Facebook, Mm -hmm. um, of course, on the internet. And they have a goal to reduce – Plastic pollution and its to- toxic impacts mm-hmm. on people, and of course the ocean and the overall environment. And their web this website is amazing. I spent like an hour of my life on it, and just just touching the surface of okay. their initiatives that this the Plastic pollution, pollution Coalition does. But their big their big thing is to educate and inform, and then they want to collect connect people, right. all parties aboard. Uh, All parties, communities, environment, public health, government, businesses, policymakers. They connect everybody together globally. They have pledges for people to take action or to skip the straw, as we had talked earlier. Mm -hmm. And what they really focus on are what I call the four R's. And this is a great, great concept. So regarding Mm -hmm. plastic, they focus on refusing it, reusing it, Mm -hmm. reducing it, Mm -hmm. and recycling so yeah, check, uh, check them out. I, uh, yeah, we'll put it all.
0: Yeah. We, it's funny. You're, you're, you're talking about all this stuff and I'm like, we have a lot of homework <laughs> for our listeners. <laughs> Talk about being educators. We're like, I'm go to this sorry. website, I know. go here and go do the carbon footprint plan. And really for us this week, what I want you to do, everybody is do your homework, go do your carbon footprint and post it on Facebook. Let us know what, what's your calculation. Plan. And yeah, come together. Let's come together and as a community of listeners and, and Angie and I. So I'm going to recalculate mine, maybe just for me. I, I 17 yeah. makes me sick to my stomach. See if I'm more of the average, but we, uh, you know, come in there and then let's just discuss ideas. How do we reduce our carbon? What can we do?
1: Right. Simple, realistic solutions? Cause yeah, we're, we're Plastic's all humans, a great start. It's a great start. Absolutely. Yeah, Skip the straw, yeah, man. It's a great start.
0: Okay. So real quick. This week, Dr. Kim gets another one of my huge conservation crushes. Now, her and Allison <laughs> are, are fighting for my my attention. I guess I d- don't let Ashley Whoa, listen to this. Oh, uh, ladies! Oh, god, they're amazing women though, doing some amazing a work. Heck yeah, yeah. So she's a U.S. researcher, so she's from the U.S. and she did a tagging study on blue whales around New Zealand, and we talk about that. And she just has some incredible insight. So please uh, listen to that. I Just it was a joy talking to her and. My final shout out is I want to say hello to Tamra. Tamra has been a solid fan since day one. Hey so Tamra. She, she has been a solid fan. Like I just, every time I go to Twitter, every time I go to Facebook, I've always seen her name pop up. So thank you Tamara. Well, she needs you know, to request a species.
1: It. That should be Yeah, the there reward. you go. Send, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, send us a message. Send us a message. Tell me what you want us to cover and we'll get it done. So, oh God, this is a long one, but hey. I, it's amazing. The oceans, blue whales. Um, next week we'll cover some newt or something that's like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Something that I didn't have like 30 slides prepared for. Sorry, guys. If, if you stuck uh, with We us, love newts. We love, love, love newts. <laughs> yeah, no, we love you. We love blue whales. Yep. And we love our oceans, right, too. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's take yeah, care of Yeah, thank
0: you. And, and we'll, uh, listen, we'll look for uh, Dr. Getz's interview, but we'll we'll talk to you next week.
1: Thank you, everyone.
2: Listen. Learn. Share. Join the movement at allcreaturespod.com